Welcome to RCCG, Jesus Worship Centre, Brisbane, Queensland. A place of God's word, power and praise. Where Christ's love reigns, champions are raised, dreams come true. Listen and God bless you. creator, the Alpha, the Omega. There is none like unto thee, O God. We reverence you, O God. We bow, O Lord Father, at the sight of you, O God. Thank you for your awesome presence, Almighty God. Oh, mazele bradali bradose de 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 bashataya. Manakose dele bradose, yango doshi kitiki bradose te yabada yabashataya. Oh, Thank 
um, Dr. Isaac and his team for, for inviting me. Thank you, sir, for um, the honor you have bestowed on to, upon me this morning to share the word with God's people. Uh, I want to thank um, uh, the pastorate and all of the leadership team of the church. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, sirs. Thank you, Ma. I really appreciate um, this opportunity to share the word of God this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is, this is new for me. So I pray that God would, would do what only he can do in the name of Jesus. Today, I'm going to be talking to us on the topic, sacrifice. Going to be talking to us on the topic, sacrifice. Can we just bow our heads as we pray? Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, I take myself out of the equation, O Lord. And I pray, O Lord, Father, that you speak to your people. You speak to me. Speak to each and every one, O Lord, Father, that is going to hear, O Lord, Father, this voice, O Lord. I pray, O Lord, Father, that that which is your intention, that is that which you want to be the testimony of each and every one here this morning. I pray, Lord, Father, you will bring it to reality in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that the entrance of your word, O Lord, Father, will bring forth light, O Lord. I pray, Lord, Father, every dark area in our lives, O Lord, Father, it will be exposed, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, O Lord, that your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I bring you greetings from my wife. Uh, she couldn't make it today. Um, and my son, I also bring you greetings from Glory Tabernacle. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we quickly go to the book of Genesis chapter 8 from verse 20 to 21? Genesis chapter 8, 20 to 21. And it says, And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered bond offerings on the altar. 21. And the Lord smelled a sweet savour. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imaginations of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore every living, everything living as I have. Hallelujah. Our topic for today is sacrifice. So to give you a little bit of context as to especially 20, verse 21 of that, can we go to Genesis chapter 6? And I will just read um, from verse 1 to 7, but I will just, um, I will just randomly pick um, the ones that um, kind of portrays what I want to share um, this morning. From verse 1 says, Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they took, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. Whom they chose. I'll jump to verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. 
And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Hallelujah. So, to jump back to 8 verse 21, you will understand where God started from. There was so much things that were going on that did not align with the will of God, with the creation that God had made. And God repented. God turned his back and said, ah, I shouldn't have done this. God forgave himself for creating man. Hallelujah. But jump to 8 and 21, after Noah offered a sacrifice. Hallelujah. So, God has chosen to destroy the whole world, and he selected Noah and his family, and, you know, and, and you know, pairs of, you know, all of the animals just to, to, to preserve what he has created. And then, at the end of the day, when God had finished destroying the, the world with flood, Noah came out of the ark. It was about a year, give or take that Noah was in the ark. And Noah came out of the ark. Everything he had known was no more. Every companion he had made before was no more. You know, we think COVID was something that was, you know, drastic. This, this was at another level because everything was completely destroyed. There was nothing left on the face of the earth. And the first thing that Noah did was to sacrifice. The first thing that Noah did was not to ask God, where do I begin from? Was not to ask, how do I start building again? Because he must have had shelters or a place of abode. But the first thing that Noah did, as he came out of the ark, he took all of the clean animals and offered a sacrifice to God. That is the efficacy of true sacrifice. He did not ask anything of God, but because the sacrifice that Noah offered was pleasing to God, God said, never again will I destroy. The same God in chapter 6 that said, I repent for creating man and I will destroy man because of the sacrifice of Noah. The unconditional, there was nothing attached to the sacrifice. It was in the reverence of God. After God has destroyed everything, how many of us would, that would be the first thing that comes to our mind after you come out of COVID, is to offer a sacrifice to God when everything else has been destroyed. You're just coming with your family and that's it. But Noah knew the importance of sacrifice. And because of that singular thing, that's why there hasn't been another, you know, world extinction. Because if you imagine that back then, that so many atrocities were happening, how much more now? How much more what is going on in the world today? Without the sacrifice of Noah, there would have been multiple occurrences of what happened but because of the sacrifice of one man, that has been averted. He said, never again will I destroy the earth. 
never again because of the sacrifice of Noah. Can we please go to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 6? Sorry, 2 Chronicles chapter 1 from verse 6 to 7. And Solomon went up thither to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation, and offered a thousand burnt offerings upon it. Seven. In that night did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. This is another important example of sacrifice. Solomon has just been made king. He was a very young king. And he had so many adversities, so many adversaries, so many things working against him. He had a brother that had already taken up the throne, proclaimed himself as the, as the king. So it wasn't going to be an easy ride for him, especially with his age. And then he went to the altar. And then he sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings. Imagine you are, you're the one offering the sacrifice and you're going through one, two, three. And it's not like the animals are just there, you know, waiting for you to, you know, to offer them as sacrifices you can deduce that it took a while for him to offer a thousand burnt offerings. Not ten, not hundred, not two hundred, a thousand burnt offerings. And because of the uniqueness and the peculiarity of what Solomon did, without him asking, God came to him, what do you want? You have pleased me. You have touched my heart with this act of sacrifice you have made. He went there and he offered a thousand burnt offerings unto the Lord. And he said, I want wisdom. And we know what happened. Because God gave him wisdom and more. And that was because he understood the importance, the efficacy of sacrifice. In another instance, in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 5 and 6 and 7, 5 to, and 12, it also talks about Solomon offering, and in, in, in one case, it says that they were offering so much sacrifice, it could not be counted. They were offering so much sacrifice, if a thousand could be counted, then think of the number that could not be counted. They kept offering over and over and over again that whoever was keeping record was not able to keep record anymore. I'll give you another instance. 
I believe it's in verse 7, verse 5, chapter 7, verse 5. Solomon offered 22,000 lamb. If 22,000 was, you can, they, they were able to number 22,000. You can then put one and two together to say, when the Bible says it, it was too many to be numbered, you can tell that it's more than 22,000. They kept offering and offering and offering and offering sacrifices unto God. Without any expectation. Hallelujah. Offer those sacrifices for love, for devotion, and reverence to God. So just some key points from those two examples. Is that for each and every one of us, when we offer a sacrifice to God, we have to prioritize that sacrifice. Noah, when he came out, that was the first thing he did. Not to think about anything else, but the first thing he did was to sacrifice to God. And then when you offer true sacrifice to God, he shows up. As you can see in the case of Noah and in the case of Solomon, two occurrences. God showed up for Solomon. He said, what do you want? And in second instance, he said, that which you have prayed for, I will give unto you. You can only truly sacrifice for something or someone you know and believe in. Sacrifice is not for nothing. It's not a vain thing. It's not something you just wake up in the morning and you say, oh, yeah, it's another day. Let me just sacrifice to, to, to God. Let me just offer a sacrifice to God. It's something that is deliberate. It's intentional. It is not for nothing. It is not just a me thing that you do. It is a deliberate thing that you do to God. Can we go to the book of Hebrews chapter 9? And we're going to read from 11 to 14. Hebrews chapter 9. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his son, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifier to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Hallelujah. And the ultimate of all is that Jesus decided to come and die for you and I. 
partly because of some other reasons. Because prior to Jesus sacrificing himself, laying himself as a lamb on the altar, we had to then offer goats and lambs and rams and bulls and pigeons and, and what have you, offer different animals to God. And it was the blood that provided some sort of cleansing, some sort of protection, some sort of relevance that God can look onto and say, because of this blood, I would pardon you, I would favor you, I would, and I would keep you safe. But, but, but those bloods were temporary. Whether, even if it was the blood of a man, because man what, is full of sin, it is, not, it is not without spot. It is not without wrinkle. It is not clean enough to hold it for a long time. The children of Israel had to offer once a year for their sanctification, for their purification. But Jesus Christ came because at some point, some people made it about the sacrifice and not the altar. Hallelujah. Because some people made it about the content of the sacrifice. While the content of the sacrifice is as important, the altar on which the, 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 the sacrifice is offered is more important. Because Saul went out with the instruction of God, destroy everything. But he chose to come back with the good, with the intention that I am going to offer it to God. Maybe that was true. But the altar on which he was to offer it has already been soiled because of disobedience. So, the, 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 the Pharisees, the Jews, they were now more concerned about the content of the sacrifice than the altar on which the sacrifice is offered. That's why they didn't believe in Jesus. Because the altar, because, because the, the, the content wasn't what they expected. The content, which was Jesus, did not fit into their boxes. Did not align with who they thought Jesus was going to be. They were expecting him to come as a king. They were expecting him to come and reign on what Moses has already done to come and, come and be another Moses to them. But because they were more focused on the content, they missed it. Hallelujah. Essentially, Jesus offered... Jesus came to portray two sets of sacrifices. One, on the cross of Calvary. Because if it was just about Jesus dying on the cross and giving himself up and giving us that, that liberty, that salvation, he could have just come as a grown man and died. Or he could have died as a baby would have made no difference. Hallelujah. His sacrifice would have not been any less if he was sacrificed as a baby. Hallelujah. It would have been 
as potent as it is when it was sacrificed. But because he had to leave a blueprint. He had to leave because now when he has, after he has sacrificed himself, we are no longer under the law, so we do not need to sacrifice bulls and lambs and rams anymore because that would be a disrespect because you have a pristine blood. Because Hebrews says, how much more the blood of Jesus Christ that was without spot or wrinkle. But now that we are in this new life, now that we are in this dispensation of grace, Romans 12 verse 1 says, now we, we are a living sacrifice. But you can't live what you don't know. Hallelujah. You cannot be a representative of something you do not know. If we're to be a living sacrifice, we have to be emulating someone. It cannot be Moses. Because Moses is talking about the law. If we have to be partakers of the grace of God, we have to emulate someone that is grace himself. Which is why he came. And his life is an exemplitude of how we ought to live our lives as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. The book of John, chapter 5, verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Can we then go to St. John chapter 12, 49 and 50? For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment which I should say and what I should speak. Verse 50. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. This is the template that Jesus has left for us. In that in his, in his might, in his position as the Son of God, equal to God, he did nothing. He did not say a single word that he did not hear from his father. So if you are to ask, how do I live, how do I become a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, you follow the blueprint that Jesus has left. In that nothing that was done, nothing that was said was out of his own knowing. He said, every single thing that I've done, I'm just copying my father. I'm just copying my father. Everything I say, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a tool. Whatever I say, it's exactly what God has told me. That's what I'm saying. 
Nothing was out of place. That was why he stayed here on earth for, for 33 years. Was to show us how we can become a living sacrifice. Can we go to the book of Hebrews chapter 13, 15 and 16? Hebrews chapter 13, 15 and 16. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of... Can we go to 14, please? Sorry, 15. Thank you. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Verse 16. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. How do you live a life that is a sacrifice to God? that is holy, that is acceptable unto God, that God can come down and say, I am pleased with what you're doing. What can I do for you? That God can come down and say, this is, this is, this, all your prayers that you've been praying, this is the answer to them. Because just like Noah and Solomon, it is an equivalent sacrifice. When we give our all, not half of it, like Ananias, he decided to give half of his offering as a sacrifice. But when we give it our all, when we give it our all, we have examples in the book of Matthew chapter 19, Matthew 19, 27 and 28. Because of our time, I'll just go through. When Peter was like, we have left everything. We've forsaken everything for you. What is going to be our benefits? What are we going to gain from being a partaker of that which God has called you to do? We have left our families, left our work, everything for you. And Jesus said, surely, surely, you will be with me when I sit on my throne, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. What an honor. Hallelujah. What an honor that you get by giving, it, giving God your all, offering everything completely to him. Peter was bold enough to say, we have given you everything. We don't have anything else that we have not given it to you. Hallelujah. Mark 14, 3 to 9. I'm just going to read out the scriptures. Mark 14, 3 to 9. Luke 7, 36 to 50. John 12, 1 to 8. All talk about the same story of Mary coming to anoint the feet of Jesus for burial. They have different understanding of Mary. Luke said she was a sinner. Others criticized her for spending so much money 
on just the feet of Jesus. It was an equivalent to a year's salary that could do so much good. But because of her sacrifice, because she had, she had been with Jesus enough that she could glean the importance or she, she, she had been able to glean into the relevance of that action. Because if she had not done it, then Jesus would not have been able to complete the requirement of the Jews. So there would have, there would have been something missing from Jesus that would have said, ah, you did not fulfill all of the law of Moses. Hallelujah. But, but, but to complete that action in the history, in the story of Jesus, she did that, she made that sacrifice. A year's worth in salary. A year's worth in salary. That's what a woman poured at the feet of Jesus. Poured at the feet of Jesus. And because of what she did, Jesus said, whenever the gospel is preached, this woman will be mentioned. Wherever. It's been 2,000 years and her name is still mentioned. Because she gave her all. Because she, she did not compromise on what she was giving to God. She lay at his feet. Used her hair to wipe his feet and anointed him. So that when he died, he would have fulfilled the law that requires that he must be embalmed. Because of that sacrifice, Jesus said, wherever this gospel is preached, you will be mentioned. That is what we get when we offer it all to God. Not halfway. Not partially. When we give everything to God. All that we have. So we offer, I was reading somewhere and it says, we offer ourselves to God every single day of our lives. Not a day missing. Is that going to be your reality? Because with true sacrifice, there is blessing. With sacrifice that has the right motive. Not like Cain. Because I can tell you the difference between Cain and Abel was not the content of the sacrifice. It was the heart. It wasn't the content. Because if it was the, the content, Jacob, the sacrifice of Jacob would not have been accepted. Because Jacob, he took everything from Laban that had spots, that had wrinkles, so they were unclean. And the rest of the stuff that he got from Laban was out of the seats. But when he offered that sacrifice to God with a clean heart, with a, with a clean heart, with an altar, the Bible said an angel came to meet with him. So in as much as the content is important, 
our motive for offering that sacrifice is more important. And if we give it all to God, He will definitely bless us. Can we just bow down? ourselves unto you a sacrifice, O oh Lord. Please accept our sacrifice. Please accept our sacrifice. Make us whole, O oh God. Make us worthy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have you been impacted by this message? Please share your experience with the pastor of the church, either via email info at rccgjesusworshipcenter.org.au or please call plus 614 662 580.